Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, the co-host, with Kurt Souter, the other co-host of Further Stowe Ministries. How are you doing this morning, Kurt? Terrific, man. I say morning. It could be afternoon. It could be evening when you're listening to this because we are a radio show first. We are aired on 94.7 FM, but you could also hear this on a podcast, which you can go to Facebook our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio. You can go to iTunes and you can go to soundcloud.com and type in Solid Steps Radio and you can hear our podcast commercial free anytime you want. Hundreds, well, 100 plus different episodes and we cover all kinds of topics. If you're just stumbling upon us, we thank you for that. Hope you'll listen and we are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective, we know the ladies listen. We appreciate everyone listening, but we're talking to the guys. And we're a show called Solid Steps. We believe you were destined to walk as a man with God through Jesus Christ and take solid steps through this life. And uh, that's what we we do this for. So today's topic uh, is interesting because it, it seems uh, it, when you start talking about the Christian faith and where if you're listening, you say, well, I'm not a Christian. If, if you're not walking with God and different aspects of it but even if you don't if i started saying things that part of the christian faith almost everyone would think go to church go to worship you do communion you sing songs you read your bible you do things like that and then i, I wonder if on your list of things that you think about are poor people and when that name that word comes to mind poor people Different people think about different things. They think about maybe ends of town. They think about economic. They think about social justice, all kinds of different things. So I would ask those who are listening, if I took your calendar and I took your checkbook and you, I gave you mine and I'd said, okay, are the poor on here? Are the poor on my calendar? Have they been? Are they going to be? Are the poor in my checkbook? Have I invested in, and you can point to the poor, how would that look? Now, if you're feeling guilty right about now, that's probably what most people do when it comes to we talk about the poor. We feel guilty about it. But what does God's Word say we are supposed to do with and for the poor? So, Chad, we're, we're bringing in the expert. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a poor man. <laughs> <laughs> he's not an expert because oh, he's poor. Oh, what a setup. Oh, yeah, really. Oh, what a setup. <laughs> Tim Hartledge, welcome to the show, man. Well, thanks, guys. It's good to be here with you. It's, um, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're the, you're the reason why Chad and I are doing this thing um, <laughs> called Solid Steps Radio because uh, you, you're, he's, you're the, he's the blame. We're going <laughs> to yeah, blame, blame We're going to blame you. Uh, Tim, you ran the, the radio stations here and, uh, You've been a dear friend for years, and uh, so thanks for coming on. You know, we, we've done a show in the past uh, with you about how God moved you from the radio yep. into what you're doing now, and you are uh, you're doing you're you're uh, up to your uh, up to your nostrils <laughs> in uh, in ministry and doing and ministering to the poor and do, to those who are less fortunate. Yeah. And you know, and, and it looks different than it did when I first started doing that, and, but God keeps. He keeps arranging our schedules. It's you know when I think about Tim, what you're doing. I I mean I'm I'm challenged. I'm 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 encouraged. 
uh, to hear what you're doing. And, and yet, so that's, we, we want to hear what's, what's going on. We want to hear some stories. But I, I want to read a passage of Scripture that, uh, to me, these are, these are Jesus' words. And before we even started, we, we were going, you know, we, we got to make sure that we stick. Well, you know, what, what was the heart of Jesus? And so this is right out of Matthew chapter 25, and this is what he says. When the Son of Man, when he comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he'll sit on his throne in heavenly glory, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left, and the king will say to those on his right, You come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I, I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, wh- when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When, when did we see you, a stranger, invite you in, needing clothes and clothe you? When did, when did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. But then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't come and look, uh, didn't look for after me. They also answered, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> <laughs> What a passage. But those are those. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that today. And Tim, you know, what God called you to do here in Louisville. And, uh, you know, what 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 is God calling all of us to do? So when when we think of um, ministry, God really stirred in your heart to minister to basically your growing up area. Yeah. And it was it's funny you know, when you said you're going to choose Matthew 25, I knew right where you were going because that was the chapter that, I don't want to say it's the chapter that changed my life, but it's the chapter that made me look at the poor different. And uh, especially in 2008 when I went to Haiti for the first time. And, you know, people listen to this radio station, or if they know me, they know I have a heart for Haiti. And God sent me to Haiti in 2008, unannounced. I wasn't supposed to go, wasn't supposed to be on that trip. Uh, but I went, and then I went, you know, every year after that, and I was there uh, two months before the earthquake in 2010. And a lot of people that I held and shook hands and fed died. Uh, but it was that passage that moved, and, and God was really, I think he was preparing me to come home in the backyard and look around and say, where's the, where's the, poor, where's the poor around you? And... Of all the places I thought I would go after leaving the radio station, because there was always steps up, it was always a step, you know, from being a, a sales manager, general sales manager, to the general manager, and you know, was supposed to, the VP was optically, you know, the next, you know, and uh, then you retired and you get a lake home, right? 
Well, he sent me to the lake, but it was like Dreamland. <laughs> back from where I, <clears throat> back from where I went, from from where I grew up, and um, you know when we grew up, I didn't, I didn't know what poor was. I didn't know that we, you know, I would never say we were poor, but yet we lived in a very poor, poor neighborhood. And when you say poor, you said something before we started the radio show, Tim, uh, about that you you were just with uh, thirty folks in yeah. Lake Dreamland. Yeah. And how many had a high school education? Yeah, so I was I was uh sharing the love of Christ at a gathering uh in one of the communities in Lake in the Lake Dreamland. There's Lake Dreamland district, then there's Lake Dreamland neighborhood. A lot of people don't know that. When you think of Lake Dreamland you might think of the fire department on Cane Run Road, and that's a district. But within that community there's six neighborhoods and I was in one of the neighborhoods and and it was thirty well, it was thirty one people. And two of them had graduated high school. Um, well, one of them graduated. The other one had a equivalent. You know, had got their uh, GED. And you know, I tell people a lot of times the poor among us is what brings the numbers down when you talk about the poor. You know, I mean these these households are you know they're bringing in less than twelve thousand dollars a year uh, income in the house. Uh, most the time throughout the year their water is turned off or they have a garden hose running from a neighbor that's that's going to share because he's scrapping metal and can keep his water turned on or, or that water is turned on illegally um, and it's same thing with electricity i mean a lot of these neighborhoods of these five neighborhoods it's nothing to see uh cables or, or extension cords running and it's just a way of life you know for kids and then drugs and, and drugs get involved with that you know and that's you know, that's, you know, the, you know, last Christmas, the, you know, the five-year-old girl had answered the door and said, you know, Pastor Tim, mom hasn't had her spoon yet. I wouldn't talk to her. She's in a mood. And she, she wasn't talking about a coffee spoon. She's talking about a heroin spoon. It's a way of life in the poor. And you say, well, how can they afford that? Well, you know, drugs aren't really that expensive. They just, <laughs> they can make them. They can make things and they can get things. And you don't have to have money to get drugs. There's other ways to get it. Unfortunately, the women in this area know how to get it without having money. Um, so it's it's just, it, it's a culture uh, that you, you have to have patience. You know, that was one problem I didn't have for the poor. Poor and ignorant. I had no patience, you know, growing up. You know, I was blessed to be educated. I was blessed to have what we needed, but it's your fault. J-O-B, go get a job. You know, I mean, I was the guy throwing cans, empty cans, at the guy standing on the road that had a sign, you know, hollering at him, you know, let's see if I can hit him in the head with a can. I mean, that was my heart, and God changed my heart. You're, you're like, this is how you were growing up, and now God does a full <laughs> circle, and now you are ministering to those who are in need. Wow. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more, hear some more stories about Tim's ministry, but also what are we supposed to do about the poor? It's not an option. It's a command. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening. We are talking today about uh, having the... uh, the poor on our radar of life, how it's not really an option. And some of you, it's not an option that you need some new carpeting and flooring in your house. So you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One, and those folks will take care of you. Ken Martin and his crew, Ellen and Credit Union, they give you great options in regards to your finances. And 
different programs for you. They're a local lender helping the community. And Bright Star Home Care if you need someone who, uh, if you know someone who needs to stay in their home or wants to stay on their home and they're aging and they want to be self-sufficient but just need some help, Bright Star helps folks do that. Chad, we, we talk, we're, we're talking in the break about how to, you know, we will, in Jesus' words, we read out of Matthew chapter 25, but Jesus also said, the poor will always be with you. And sometimes we think, well, we, we have to just eliminate poverty. We have to eliminate all the poor. But Jesus said, the poor you'll always have with you. And Tim, you're going to make a comment on that. Yeah, and we are not to fix the outside. We are to give Jesus so the inside changes. And, you know, we had a, we had a church came down and helped us, uh, in particular neighborhood was in the Lake Dreamland area because he had heard me on the radio say, from Lake Dreamland to Lake Forest, people need Jesus. And there's poor in Lake Forest, spiritual poor. And he said, you know, I'm, 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 you, know you keep doing a reference to Lake, Dream, uh, Lake Forest, and I got a church right outside of Lake Forest, and we want to come down and help you. And I said, no, let us come help you. And there was balls. <laughs> I said, see, when you do a hand out, you don't have to touch anybody. But when you do a hand up, you got to walk with them. You got to smell like them. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I come home, I want to, I you know, my dad used to work at American Synthetic Rubber. He came home at the end of the day and he smelled, smelled like rubber. Mom would make him change at the door and say, get that. <laughs> you know, when I, when I come home, I mean, if you're setting, if you're setting up a, a, a restoration or a rescue shop three yards from hell, I want to, I want to smell burnt when I come home. I want to I want to be there giving them Jesus. So, you know, the poor will always be uh, around us and we learn I've learned more from the poor in Haiti than I've learned from the rich in Louisville, Kentucky uh, of watching what they do and, and and how they give. So, when we go into those situations of the poor, it's uh you you can't judge I don't want them to be and live like I live. I want them to have the lifestyle in Christ that I have. Mm-hmm. And and but they're going to have it their way, and then they can minister to somebody. If I go into an area, I go in like I'm com- like I'm going out. When I leave, I have to have discipleship. So there's a guy in, in this one neighborhood named Gerald. Gerald was was a drug head. You know, when I went down there seven years ago, Gerald was doing drugs. Uh, was was messed up. Now I could tell you the story of what happened through that but the first four years i can't tell you what happened because i ignored gerald but gerald could not ignore the word of god that was happening in that park in his community and he had a oops baby you know he had all his kids were in their 20s and he had another one and as that kid grew up as that child grew up that child wanted to play and do the things that we were doing at the park Mm -hmm. so gerald gets involved um the last 60 days gerald has done a funeral gerald has taught bible studies gerald has it because it was, I didn't judge him and say, dude, your house is, is messed up. I, I looked at him and said, where's your heart, Gerald? And then we led. We led by it. And, you know, and he told me, he said, man, you know what really messed me up? And I asked him, the other day, I said, what got you to this point? And he said, that day in the park when you were talking about persecution and Christians being persecuted, you know, in the old <laughs> century, and pe- people being persecuted right now, and we don't get persecuted. And you... You just ask, you know, how many of us would get locked up if the FBI decided to go persecute Christians? Because they would go underneath. They would really see if you were a real Christian. Mm-hmm. Or would they walk in and say, no, you're fine. You ain't really a Christian. You got the T-shirt, the bumper sticker, the cross on, the tattoo on. But no, we looked at your bank account. We looked at your your time. Okay. We, we was inside your home. We looked, no, no. The way you speak, you're not a Christian. You're safe. And he said, I didn't want to be safe. Mm-hmm. If the FBI turns on Christians, I want to get locked up. I want to be persecuted. 
And it, it started changing his life of how he, from the inside out, of not just a bumper sticker. And, and that's really your heart. That's what God called you and Jennifer, you and your wife, to go yes. and, and, and not just uh, address poverty, n- address the poor. But it was really to, uh, for us to, well, Jesus calls us to, to live, you know, with the we're blessed are the poor in spirit. Yes. And we're to be humble and, and, and be needy of Jesus so that we invite him and welcome him to be the master and Lord of our lives and, and to share that yeah. with others. The, the least of these. You know, I, I was in City Soleil, Haiti, in a little village, the poorest of the poor, but they knew Jesus. Their households were all neat. They had everything. They were still dying because they were lack of food, but they had Jesus. They weren't the poorest of the poor. I mean, those teenagers there prayed for me because I was from America, and they was worried that I was scattered among other idols. You, you go into one of these areas, you know, you, we go into, and you go in, and there was no presence of Jesus. And you go in there looking for the peacemaker. Who's the man of peace? Who, who knows the most about Jesus? And when you ask them, and I'm standing in front of the guy, I got saved in jail three times. I know Jesus. Like all three times you got saved. Yep, I got saved. Tell me about Jesus. And he said, well, Jesus' father uh, was searching for him. And Jesus got thrown into this pit because people were coming after him. And Jesus' father, Moses, showed up and reached his hand down and pulled Jesus out of that pit and put a coat of many colors on him. Woo! And Jesus was up and alive. I'm like, excuse me? By the way, for those of you who are not familiar with your Bible, that is not the story of Jesus. (laughs) No, but that's all he knew. But he was the leader. He was the spiritual leader, and he's carrying a cross around, Mm. walking around with a cross. In Haiti? No, this is here in Jefferson County. Oh, man, okay. In Jefferson County. And... I started walking with this guy and saying, you got a heart for God, right? He said, yeah. And he ended up back in jail and out. And then he was a fugitive. And then he kind of got busted because somebody did a story on me in the Outlook. And he and I was pictured in there because I was praying for him. And the FBI calls me and says, (laughs) where's that picture taken? And he ends up in jail. And now the dude is back out. But he's on a walk. There's where the patients come in. Because every time he ends up in jail, he starts reading, and something happens. And, and I told him, jail's good for you, but Moses is not Jesus' daddy. Go read it again. Go get some more Bible. And, but he's, he's, God's doing something with his life. It's not as quick as I wanted it to be, and he's in and out of jail. But do you have the patience for that, the, the drug addictions we deal with? Up and down, up and down. We could just knock the dust off and walk away from them, but you, you walk through them. That, that little girl that looked at me and said, Mama hasn't had her spoon yet? Five days later, that mom was at our Christmas tea in the church and mm. accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Two days later, she put a needle on her arm and she died. Mm. I believe she went to heaven. She was still bad on stuff, but we're all bad on stuff. And it was that one more hit, but she had a bad dose of heroin. And she was, do- they call it dosing themselves off of it. It's, it's rehab. You can't just stop cold turkey. <laughs> And she was dosing herself off, did less, but it was dirty heroin, and she died. And I, and I stood in front of that coffin, in front of those three children she had, and I said, your mama accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And people couldn't understand, but she died with a needle in her arm, Pastor. She didn't go to heaven. But she confessed him, help me get off this. It's just that the world came and took her out. So mm. two days before Christmas, I'm doing a funeral. But I believe if, if we were there to share Jesus in the midst of that conflict, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to make you clean from drugs overnight. And he will, but my, I'm not concerned about it. I don't, you know, 
everybody's going to die. It's where you go in heaven or hell. And that's the opportunity that we have when we're when we're going to the poor, of of staying with them till they're not poor any longer. Well, the poor is always going to be around us. Mm, that's There's some rich kids in, in in Lake Dreamland. There's some rich kids in River Oaks, Riverside, because they know Jesus. Now they don't have shoes to wear to to wear to, to, to school. I got one school where we actually take shoes and put them in the, there, so when they get there, they can wear shoes at school. Because if they go home, Mama's going to sell them for drugs. So they wear flip flops or they wear their their house shoes to school, get off the bus, go in the office, and they put their real shoes on because they can't wear them home. But those kids are rich because they know Jesus. Mm. You know, Tim, I'm, I'm reminded, my first ever missions trip, I went to Indonesia in the middle of the jungle. I mm. mean, these people had nothing, nothing. And and yet they were full of joy. Yeah. They, were, they, had, they had smiles on their face because these folks knew Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, we were gonna, we were gonna, you know, build them a mansion, you know, a, you know, a three thousand square foot house. They had a little dinky hut. They were content, but they were content. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. And they had Jesus, and uh, and so you know, your goal there is not to eliminate poverty as no. you as you minister. Your goal is to share the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, but by doing that, um, some of them will come out of poverty, mm-hmm. but many of them won't. But that's okay. Tim, what, what, um, we want to talk with you about how do we as Christians, um, it, it, we, 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 we can feel uncomfortable about this whole topic, and we, we can get guilt-laden, and we can just struggle in our own, you know, what do we do? But we're going to take a break here in just a second, and uh, we're going to unpack that from your perspective okay. as you have, you know, left corporate world hmm. to go be a preacher and to go minister to those in need. So I heard this quote uh, earlier. I think it was last year, actually. So you say you love the poor, name them. That was a Catholic priest uh, named Father. Gustavo Gutierrez, who was talking to his congregation, he says, so if you love the poor, what's their name? And if you can't put a name with the poor, you don't love the poor. Because we talk about the poor as this fog. That's good. This culture of poor. What's their name? What's the person who is poor? So we're going to talk more about how do we get to know these people and love on them wherever they are. And we'll be back on Solid Steps Radio. 